This is The Work. Welcome to my podcast. My name is Lisa. Here we dive into the things that we might not want to look at, but that we know will change and transform, that will take us to the next level, take us to the space and help us create the space where we can be who we're meant to be and live the life that we're meant to be living. Okay, this is um, Maya, and I would actually love for you to introduce yourself. I'm very happy to have you on. It's an honor. I'm a great fan of your work. Um, you can, I will also put your details uh, in the comment section so people can check it out later on after this interview. But please um, tell us who you are and uh, what work you are doing currently. Yeah, so hi, uh, thank you for inviting me. I'm also very happy to just share with you and your audience. Um, who, about me, that's always very interesting. <laughs> so I'm a human being having a multidimensional experience. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah but uh, i i work as activator and transformational mentor that would be the main description of what i do and um i used to be a lawyer a criminal lawyer that's always very interesting for people <laughs> to know uh, but i have been intuitive all my life so i i feel and i sense energies and frequencies so when I work with people pretty much to, to explain this simply each of us has a field around us with all your energetic information and I can read that field so I connect to your field if we have a session for example and I read there I connect to higher aspects of you so these are aspects that you know, are co connected to spirit, to a higher intelligence, to the part of you that knows everything and is not ever afraid and is always anchored in love and in your pure, true essence. So I connect with that. And then I basically translate this for you. I give you what the information that you need in the moment. That's one part. And I also activate or unlock parts of your potential that are ready to be unlocked, unleashed in that moment. That's explained very simply. And I do this in sessions and with groups and what people often ask me, can you do this if I'm not with you in the room? Yes, because energy knows no time and space. So it doesn't matter where I am. Yeah. Mm. Great. I, I just remember how you told me when you went through the shift of going from a criminal lawyer in probably a suit, you know, in a very regular world and making the shift and understanding why this was not only important for you, but that you also felt that this was important for, for other people, for you to step out of, you know, which pro what probably was, I don't know how it was for you, but, you know, a secure, you know, that's how people related to you. And so could you speak just shortly about how that shift was for you and, you know, what it took from you also to 
to say, no, I can't live this life anymore. Um, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so, okay, for myself, I would say that I never really led a normal life because ever since I exist, I, I live with the world of energy, mm. which is the first information I always received when I was a child, always. So for me, I remember at some point when I was a child, it was shocking to understand that other people don't perceive energy as I do, you know? So I always felt like an alien in this world. Mm. And I was just kind of pretending that I am, you know, like normal. Mm. So even when I was a lawyer, you know, I had this secure job. I had a permanent contract. I knew that the money was coming in. I loved my job in the beginning because, you know, I went into law because of this deeper calling within myself that I need to be of service. And I saw that as service. Um, and, but, you know, like I, I never really separated the energetic, the intuitive part from what I was doing in my life. It was just not in the open. I wasn't talking about how I perceive energy and everything, but I was also using that in my lawyer work. You know, yeah. I would look at the case file and I saw the story behind the evidence. I felt where to look for the evidence. So I was using that, but you know, of course, there came a point when it was really clear, okay, no, you can be of higher and better service if you step out of law, if you really go on the path of, of, of using your gifts mm. to assist the collective. And of course, you know, I was thinking, okay, first of all, how will I make my living? <laughs> I, you know, if I just quit my job, like I, I don't have really savings. How, how do I do this? Where do I go? Where do I start? What do I do? I don't know. I had no idea. So this was the first thing that was really scaring me. Actually, the main thing. Yeah. Then the other was, okay, I have studied so many years, you know, for law. <laughs> so many years I did the bar exam, I did my internship. I was seven years already. I was working in criminal law. And am I really leaving all of this behind when I don't know what's waiting for me? Yeah. And third question was how to explain this, you know, <laughs> to, to my family, to, to everyone. How to explain this? Because I just got the intuition, okay, now you need to, when, when the moment came, you know, yeah. I was thinking about this already for two years, I think, mm. like I need to make a change, but I don't know how, I'm scared. And then the moment came, it was like, you need to quit your job now and move to Amsterdam. Mm. And, you know, then again, all of these three things were coming up. How will I make money? Mm. What do I even do? how do I explain this to people? They, they will think I'm crazy, you yeah. know? <clears throat> this is what also the topic that we're going to embark upon today. Um, 
And it's, it's actually like a follow-up, as I said, like a follow-up to last podcast, which was about how to meet the feelings of, oh my God, fear, or, you know, how to meet it and not going to shut down. And so what is interesting for us to talk about today, especially since you have a lot of experience and have drawn out, you know, the essence of and both energetically, which I find is really interesting, but also, you know, you know, what, what can I say? Almost like, um, yeah, the, the, the learning, uh, right. From how to not only meet our feelings and not shut down, but what to actually do with it and what it actually means, you know, as we step into it, because, and I love how you talked about, uh, your story right now, because there's two things that I also want to just say to anyone listening. And that is that there are a lot of children that are just born awakened at the moment. Mm -hmm. Um, Myself, Mm -hmm. I have a child who is hypersensitive. You know, she loves the world, both of my children actually. And myself, I think also I was very sensitive to energy or I know I was, Um, yet, uh, you know, it's very hard for these children to operate on the same system, uh, you know, and like in the same boxes as other. It's impossible. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so I just, this was just, I just felt like saying to any parent or anyone listening who has children around them, when they, you know, need their space or when they need you know, something in particular, or even when they speak of things that you might not understand at all. Like my daughter tells me all the time, you know, to ask me which color you are today. And I just play along. And she says, today you are, and she goes around me and she watches me. And I just allow that side of her, you know? So I just wanted to say that. I don't know if you have any message to to parents who may be raising children like you. Yeah, I mean, I, I always, when I talk with friends who have children, I myself don't have children yet, I don't know. Uh, but I, I always, yeah, feel, uh, feel called to say something because I was this child and nobody understood me. I, you know, I mean, I, I did have a happy childhood and, you know, I, I felt good. But at the same time, I felt all the time like I don't belong. And my reaction was close up, close up. Don't tell anyone because any, nobody is understanding. Like if I say something, they look at me, what is this? So better <clears throat> shut down and close up. And then, you know, <laughs> I kept in contact with my gift. But then again, like when I got older and I started speaking about it, it took me time to come out again. So I would say, and I, I mean, I say this to, to all the parents that I know, um, just listen, listen to your child. Don't, and don't get scared. You know, sometimes children will say, I see, I don't know, my, I see grandfather, you know, who passed away. Or I see this, I feel this, or they will talk like like you are saying that your daughter says, you know, what color you are today. They they see energy, they feel, you know, they they communicate, they are still open. So I would just suggest to parents, first of all, to listen. And if they don't understand, 
maybe even just Google on the internet, you know, yeah. I'm sure there is like, even I was posting some, some videos about it. This is one and second, which I feel is super important for these children to, to be able to play with other children like them, you know, to have somebody in their age that uh, functions in the same way. So, you know, to find as a parent, to, to make an effort and find other parents who know they have these children who are really open, who were born open, so they can, you know, really relax. Because when you are a child like that, and okay, you can play with everyone, but you are not really fully yourself, you know? I think that was my experience. There's a, I think there's a lot of forcing yourself to play a role. That's my experience. I've learned how to play <clears throat> roles in order to cope with mm -hmm. you know, different energies. Whereas maybe as a child, I would just love to be in nature by myself most of the yes. time. I was so happy then. But then I was like, okay, it's expected of me, so I forced myself. Um, but I wanted to go on to the topic as I... Um, and uh, you, you just wrote actually a newsletter Mm -hmm. about this which uh, we could probably you know if you would care to elaborate a little bit um, yeah. more on yeah I, I, if, if we go back to the moment where you said you know I know there's a different path for me or you got even the message and some mm -hmm. people may get the message several times I think yeah, we until all do they, it, Sarah. Until, <laughs> yeah. until they until they until actually life you know puts like a hole, like a hole in the ground in front of you. Like you actually, like you can't go on with the, that life anymore. I think that's the case for many. Also, like if yes. you don't listen, life will basically put something in the way of your front door. Yeah. So you, you know, so you will wake up. Um, but yes, please, please talk a little bit more about, so when we are, feeling all of these emotions and the overwhelm of it might be a shift we, we can call it a shift in our lives you know or it could just be in our daily experience I believe that what we're going through is an energetical shift as a collective but that's a huge topic as well yeah but um yeah please just talk talk a little bit about yeah that. Yeah, so <clears throat> I will just start with that. Yes, we are going through a huge energetic shift for the collective. But let's go more specifically. And this is, you know, it connects to everything what you are saying now. Mm. So right now, people are feeling and you know, I, I have a big community and people write me messages. And I also like I feel it on myself and I, I read the energies. So there is a very strong push right now to, to just go and do it, to have a look at this thing that's holding you back. You know, could be one thing, could be more thing, but, but we are really pushed energetically just by life into like, look, this, this needs to be changed so that you can finally have the life that you are actually dreaming of, the life that you are desiring and you're thinking, why is it not here? Yeah. 
So what's happening now, because, you know, energies move our life. And so the energies are moving us, are pushing us, are, are squeezing us into this, like wake up, look, look, look at this, look at what is that is out of alignment. And so people are experiencing, you know, overwhelm. Some are going through breakups, then some, uh, you know, like the business is not going as it, as they would like, or, you know, or just feeling overwhelmed with everything. And then you kind of shut off and just, I'm, I'm stepping out. Um, and what I was writing, yeah, in the newsletter is, okay, so all of this is happening, perhaps something that you hold very dear is being taken away from you right now. You know, many are experiencing this or just something overwhelming. Okay, take a moment and look first of all, how does this make me feel? Like, what am I actually feeling? What am I actually feeling? And what can I learn from this? What, what are these feelings showing me? Was I attaching maybe to a person too much and now I'm feeling rejected? But why am I feeling rejected? You know, the person is just making a choice, not choosing me. For example, if, if I take a, an example of a relationship. Mm -hmm. So why am I feeling so bad, so sad? Okay, um, is it my worthiness? And I feel worthiness is a huge key right now. So what can you learn from this space where you are currently? And how can you step in your worthiness more? Mm. So what can you change in your life to actually create a situation that matches what you are worth? Mm. You know? For example, again, if I go to relationships, which is a topic for everyone, if there is a breakup mm. um, and you are a woman, you know, who for whatever reason you are uh, concluding the, the relationship with your partner and you're sad and you're thinking maybe, am I too much? Like, how will I ever find anyone? What, what happened? Now I'm alone. I, would, I want to be supported. But like, okay, you're sad, normal. Just feel the sadness, but don't go deeper, mm. deeper. Like, okay, this didn't work out. So was I attaching myself too much? Was I actually um, waiting for my worth to be confirmed by the other person? Mm. Was I giving them the, the responsibility? And what do I actually want? Like, what do I want? Okay, I want a partner mm. who can stand next to me and who will want me to be winning in life, who will want me to be doing really well, who will want to support me. Mm. Okay, so if I want this kind of partner, what do I have to do? Like, do I need to do some more inner work? What do I need to shift? Mm. And, and no. if I may add, I think I really believe that relationships are here to really show you. I mean, I, that's basically what I think relationships are. <laughs> They're here to really show you 
what's uncomfortable, especially yes. partnerships, I have to yes. say. Um, and for me personally, as you're talking, I wanted to share something that I've been going through and I've worked so much on it, yet it just pops up again. And this time it popped up so, I don't know, but I was actually really amazed to see that it was still there. And for me, it's been uh, victimhood. And I want to say this because maybe someone else will, uh, you know, will uh, feel with me here. Because obviously I've raised two children mostly by myself. It's mostly me and my children. And it's very easy as a single mother to go into victimhood, meaning poor me, here I am on my own. When things have been hard, it's like, I'm gonna push on through, I'm gonna be the warrior mama. But deep inside, it's also like, I feel sad, you know? Mm -hmm. And I have really worked so hard in order to even be in a new relationship to go out of victimhood because you can't meet somebody new as a victim. Mm -hmm. Or I mean, you can, but I think the relationship would be very unbalanced. I would be take care of me. I'm so poor. I can't do it. So, so I think for me, I have really met myself in my abandonment issues and my victimhood. And I think it's a huge theme for women, especially. And that yeah. once I take responsibility for my victim role and my abandonment role, that makes my partner also behave in different ways because that's the role I'm playing out. Yes. So once I start to take responsibility for the role I'm playing out as a victim and a, uh, you know, having abandonment issues, the sh there is a shift in my relationship because the mm -hmm. other person can no longer actually neither abandon you or treat you badly as a victim or whatever you've been having in your head and i think this is a two-way street you know this yes. is a two-way street yeah. we need to be, as you're saying actually it's just an extension that touches me personally that we need to look at what role have i been playing that made the other person to react in that way and how may i you know it's a it's a two-way street but how may i take responsibility and look at my my patterning and this i know for sure this comes from my childhood this comes from the models that i had my mother and my mm -hmm. father in a relationship that was quite distorted you know in many ways and they separated anyways but it's how i learned so it's about yeah. for me it's about you know recognizing oh i'm still playing that role oh you know and start working on yourself and saying oh there it is again you know, you can yeah. even tell your partner. I think yes. it's a good thing, you know, to even say, oh, I'm sorry, but I'm playing the victim here, you know. Sorry, but I need you to help me to shift it because I'm playing yeah, very comfortably. Absolutely. And I think in, in conscious partnerships, and I was talking about this, the, this was one of the questions in, in my online membership that I have, was, mm -hmm. you know, conscious partnerships. So how somebody asked uh, they said i keep having the same discussion with my partner and it's like we go in circles and it's always the same then it comes to huge overwhelm we both pull back and then next time is the same 
And I think, um, you know, partnership, communication and partnership, it's, it's also a practice. And, you know, if we want to grow together, we need to talk about these things. But it's also, I think, I feel important to have tools. Like one tool that I was suggesting was just with, with your partner, you know, when you are like, when everything is good, no, when you, not when you're discussing, but just agree that when you come into a discussion, when both of you or one of you is so overwhelmed that they don't, you know, like you start spiraling, agree to say, okay, I am feeling very overwhelmed right now. I need some space. Can we talk about this in an hour? You know, just to have this tool in your mind with your partner and have the intention to to be aware enough to ask for space, you know, so that the abandonment issues are not triggered because, you know, I, I resonated totally with what you were explaining and in my last partnership, you know, I was, I, I wanted answers from my partner. He wanted space and then he was running away and I was feeling rejected and he was, you know, feeling overwhelmed. So it was, yeah, and it's a, it's a, it becomes this game of playing out your yes. emotional patterns. And yes, you just play the roles. Right? Somebody has to say, okay, let's just stop and reflect. And I, I don't actually think, to be honest, in, in that kind of example you were giving, anything's going to change in that same discussion coming up. If somebody doesn't say, we need to pause and it needs to shift. And some people break up for those reasons, the going on and on and on and the same. And some people, you know, just stay in it for years and, yeah. and they just end up you know, staying in it because of the children or, or comfort and they just move apart slowly, you know? And I don't yeah. think anything actually, I think it, this is, I mean, what we're talking about in partnerships or in life in general, nothing will change without pausing and awareness being brought in, like light being brought in on the issue. Yeah, and you know, it's like what you were talking about before about, um, uh, well, I, I don't know, you used another word, but just taking ownership, responsibility yes. of, of, of your actions, of your thoughts, you know, taking responsibility. When you take responsibility for what you do, what you say, then you cannot project on the other person anymore. Mm. You know, and this is... Like this is very scary, you know, and this is awareness. This is awakening, actually taking responsibility for your ex actions, for your thoughts and not blaming. You cannot blame others anymore. You know, when you are awake, aware and conscious, the huge thing that, you know, I think why people don't don't yeah. step into this is because you cannot blame not a, any person and not even a situation no you cannot blame mm. anyone you cannot blame the universe you you can just say okay this is what it's happening now yeah. how do i want to respond to it mm. no that's key that is really that's you said it and i think that's exactly the reason why most people don't want to awaken and want to stay as i say asleep 
because if yes. if it's not my responsibility i can always just it's easy actually and i yes. mean i think you know as i know this work is really confronting sometimes you, you know it's all really, the time <laughs> <laughs> it's really hard but i've always like it's funny i just i don't know why i'm thinking about this but my my best friend just sent me actually his business plan he's been doing this huge business plan and applying for you know some huge funds and i i always find it really interesting to read it um because it's just it, i i learn so much from him and i he's because he's a very skilled businessman um and i just saw in the email he'd forwarded that it said need forward to someone else who's really you know also on the same level and and he said uh okay i did this in a in a hurry so could you please give me give me resistance tell me where i go wrong uh, and and i and i really took something from that because you know to be at the level where he's at uh it's because he has accepted resistance so he said he literally sends you know something he's worked so hard for uh spent hours you know editing 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 but he says give me all the shit you know give yes. me resistance tell me what i did wrong i don't want to hear the pretty stuff like oh it's great no give me the resistance and that's also why he's in business at the level where he's at and it's i think it's applicable for personal relationships and Absolutely. you know personal growth only it touches our soft spots where it's like no don't tell me i'm a bad person please hug me don't you know but actually you know there's no growth in that you know there's yeah. no growth in in uh, in not receiving what is actually the truth and sometimes that i believe you know the truth sets you free yeah i mean you know rejection is just part of life and you know we, we come back to the taking responsibility mm. if you take responsibility for your for everything you say and do you can't be rejected actually you can learn mm. you can just learn and grow mm. you know we like we humans we fear rejection because it touches something in us that is unsure, you know, mm. that is vulnerable. Mm. So if, if I can ask you on behalf of, let's say, you know, I'm somebody listening and I'm sitting here, it might be after a breakup, but it might be also after I've lost my job or it might be, a, you know, when I'm in a very frail state, and I'm feeling the pain of it. I'm amidst of the pain of it. And you know, that's also the hardest moment sometimes to actually look at what I call is the gift that is presented to you. But most people see it as just shut down, breakdown. Mm -hmm. how, how may you help you know, people with some actual tools to see this differently? Yeah. To shift this space into something that can actually propel your life forward instead of taking you you know into a very very dark place yeah so first of all i would say when you are really in the you know in that moment when when it hits uh for the first time it's you know it you can feel in shock in that moment mm -hmm. so for that moment i just say give yourself some space to feel what you're feeling that's that's the first to make space 
even for the message to come in. So don't try to distract yourself with something else. Just sit with it and be sad or be shocked or be whatever you are feeling. You know, that's, that's the first always. Give it space. And then the next steps are, well, okay, so this has happened. I don't know. What, what I will pick one example. Tell me which one, relationship or job? What shall we I call I think relationship for? is what most yeah. people, yeah. Yeah. So, okay, this, let's say it was a long partnership, just ended. I'm not, like, I don't know what to do. What, how, why, did I, why did I deserve this? Why am I now alone at this age? Like, I need to find somebody again. So I'm not lovable. All of this is just running in a very quick script in one like huge. Yeah. yeah. So first of all, just just give yourself space to feel. First of all, just give yourself space to feel, and and then then once you give yourself space, and once you feel that you're just a little bit out of that super vulnerable moment, just have a really honest look. Were you happy? Yeah. Were you really happy? Mm. Was this actually your highest desire? Mm. Was it? Mm. So, you know, usually the answer is, yeah, no, it wasn't. Mm. There was this and that, that, you know, where I wasn't feeling really supported. Mm. Uh, or you know I wasn't feeling understood I you know usually there will be something so think of that Mm. Mm. so so that's the gift and you know maybe okay look at it what so what do you want that you were actually not receiving and Okay, this could be then from another partner who will come at some point, but then you need to work on yourself to be able to receive that because this I see is many times with women the problem. Yeah. We are not open to receiving the support that we want. We are not open to receiving the love that we want yeah it comes to worthiness it's very deep this is deep Mm. but you know um it might be like maybe you talk with this partner you are honest you are very attentive and something will shift maybe Mm. but it's always when something ends ask yourself was this really truly what you wanted Was it supporting you? Was this your highest path? Or in an ideal world, Mm. would you have changed something? And we do want to walk our highest path, right? Mm. Yeah, I think think that's also connected to worthiness. I think most... Big time. Most people might not actually understand that you are so worthy of exactly the life that you want to live. And for me, that was a huge shift. I started treating myself 
so differently when I understood what I really was worthy of. I started mm -hmm. buying, you know, when you buy the cheapest things or, oh, I don't mm -hmm. care so much or it's, oh, I can just wear these old clothes, you know. Yes. It's not about materialism, just to make that mm -hmm. clear, but it's also about taking care of yourself. What do you yes. put on your skin? What do you put inside of your body? Do you, you know, for me, exercise used to be, you know, like this, ah, but now it's like, it's a loving care. Yeah, of course it's hard sometimes, but it's actually, I'm doing it for, for my, you know, sense of, of worth and well-being. Mm. And I think, I think when you really take that in and that you, you touched upon it, I think that a lot of us want the relationship and we see it in the movies and, you know, we see it everywhere. Like, Oh, they got married again. Like, Oh, I'm getting older, you know, or, and I don't, or this or that, or people, you know, this Instagram world or whatever. We get so easily, you know, mesmerized thinking that everybody's life is so great. And Oh my God. Nice. <laughs> you know? And I think that, um, yeah, I just think that understanding what yeah what you're truly worthy of and really implementing it on a deeper level in yourself yeah. and that's really when you can receive love i think yeah that partners that really wanted to love me back in the day and i i was like i was so open they didn't love me enough but i knew the truth it's taken me years but my heart wasn't open because i didn't yes. feel worthy of love yeah, that, that's why we need to be really honest. And when, when something big, shocking happens, yeah. you know, we are more vulnerable, we are more open. And we, we sh let's use that opening to be really honest and, and see, like, was this really, first of all, what I wanted? Mm. And second of all, what was my, my part in that? You know, it's never just one person's responsibility. And specifically when it comes to partnerships, I think maybe this is an, a helpful exercise. Mm. Um, for example, when, you know, maybe you are ending a partnership. For some reason, your partnership ended, the people that are watching, and you are a little bit in this, like, what, what now? Hmm. I have a certain age, everybody is in couples, I don't really feel like dating, like getting to know, uh, you know, hmm. but you know what, take a moment to sit down and think, just think about how you want this partnership to feel. Do you want to feel supported? Like, and think about what does that mean? Hmm. I want to feel supported. What specifically does that mean? Does it mean that when you're sick, your partner will make you soup? Does it mean that, um, I don't know, you're a single mom with kids and uh, whatever, you have some uh, important appointment or you don't feel well, that your partner will say, you know what? I will, I will go pick up the kids, don't worry, and I will pass by the shop you just rest or you just go to that meeting and know it's important for you. Mm. Or, you know, what specifically does it mean for you to feel supported? And think of that and feel the feeling in your whole body. 
And you know, I think this is then the practice of worthiness, of, of feeling it in your body. Mm. And then the more you practice, then you start embodying it. And, and when you embody it, you are actually open to receiving it. You are open to recognizing it. Mm. Yeah. Well, that's, a great, that's a great exercise. I think we've, we've reached um, the end. We could talk for hours. <laughs> Yes. you probably have to come back Maya please <laughs> sure uh, because I love talking to you and I also love how you know I really try to make this applicable to the lives that we're living but I think that initially the work that we do is with energy so I also want people to understand that we are energy and there's a whole world of energy and then there's how we're used to living the world of, you know, relationships, all of these very tangible things, but it's also having them come together because if we understand we are energy, we also understand it's like a river, you know, we can flow. Mm-hmm. There is no one ending. There is no, when you hit the wall, it's the end. There is no, I just really want that also to be the message in these podcasts that Remember you are energy, so you're formable. You know, we can always flow in a different direction. Never yeah. ever think that things, because just because there's an ending or something's difficult, it stops right there. And then yeah. that's it, you know? I think yeah. that there's always hope. And especially in the hardest, toughest situations, as a breakup or losing a job, or it could even be death, you know? Losing people yeah. you really love. For some people, I, I've been through it. It can be very devast- devastating. But yeah. it is also, you know, my greatest awakening. Yeah. And, you know, all that came from this is, of, of, amongst other things, these interviews serving so that I can share. So yeah, I, and I, yeah. you know, I always like to say that every ending is a beginning. Like you say, it, you don't hit a wall and stop. It's not the end. It's just a new beginning because you are being rerouted to a different door or to a window or to, you know, whatever. Every ending is a beginning. Mm. Yeah. And I think uh, I just wanted to say we have lost the sense of rituals, which sounds very ceremonial and religious, by the way. It's not. <laughs> There's actually ritual to me. I don't know how it, what it means to you, but it means practice. It means, I, I, I learned this actually uh, during my studies, that when you have reached a goal in your life or an ending in your life, you stop and you pause. And you do something that m- means something to you. Okay? So mm-hmm. it can be... Yeah doesn't have to include a fire and white capes and like you know a church (laughs) it it can just mean for example for me sometimes what I do is that I I go into nature and I might like put something on the ground and just put my hands on the ground and I just say you know what thank you for what was and now it's going into the earth or it can be whatever it is but you stop and you pause and you say thank you for this or, you know, thank you for this ending. And then you can actually shift into something new. Because I think we also live in a culture where we go from one thing to the next. And 
like all the events, you know, it's one hasn't even ended before one is new. Like yeah. one relationship hasn't even ended and you're already on Tinder. You know, I, yeah. I feel this yeah. is very much the culture that we're living in. We're not allowing ourselves to even end something emotionally, mentally, mm -hmm. you know, embodying everything. We have to yeah. remember, you know, the, the, the ritual of, of being a human being and slow down. Yeah. Really, I, as you say, yeah. learn from it. Mm. If not, you're it, just going to repeat the same mistake. That's how I yes. see Yes, yes. So I think this is big, what you're saying, to conclude the thing, say thank you, and let it go. And then when you let it go, your hands are open to receive what's coming next. Exactly. Yeah. If not, it's like you have the leftovers yes. of something old, and then you invite something new in, say a new man or in a relationship, and then all of the fear and the, you know, and then you're just going to put that out. And then you, what you're sitting yeah. with is just a huge sandwich instead of maybe yes. actually what you really, really wanted in its own, you know, purity. Yeah. But thank you so much. <laughs> As you can see, I just go on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> And thank you everybody for listening. If you want to follow the great work of Maya, please look in the comment section below. There is, uh, yeah, we'll put your Instagram and website. You have something called Irresistible Tribe. Is that yeah. still open, active and going? Irresistibletribe.com is my website, yeah. yeah. So if you want a personal session or just want to follow the work of Maya, I personally love your Instagram. I think it's like a daily reminder and there's, you know, if you want to go into the YouTube and watch the clips that you're doing, but usually I just feel very like, oh yeah, there, there it is again, that reminder. Um, yeah. So um, thank you so much and hope to see you soon. Also in person. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay.